to tell you that um, it's a very difficult topic to preach when you want to preach about love. Because when you want to preach about love, <coughs> excuse me, Bible says God is what? Love. So if you want to preach love, that means you want to preach God. So preaching God means you need to know the God you want to preach before you can preach love. So because the Bible says God is love. Definitely you know that love is God. Am I correct to say that? So that is it. So it's a very, you know, so um, I've heard about powerful messages. I've heard about great message. Honestly, I've listened to miraculous messages by the special grace of God. But there are messages that are called everlasting messages. These are messages that you can't jump up and down while the message is going on. Because as the word eats you, the only thing you need is just you swallow it. Because they are not messages that you will hear and you begin to jump up. There are messages you will hear and it begins to eat you, but you can't move. That's the message that I have prepared today. So as it's eating you, honestly, I just want you to have a very cold water beside you. It's eating, just be taking cold water to step it down. But as you are doing that, the spirit of the Lord will begin to walk through you and begin to make this message to better your life in the name of Jesus. I say this message will better your life in the name of Jesus. The topic is the perfect love of God. Perfect love of God. Perfect love of God. Normally, I like simplifying topics. When we talk about perfect, perfect means anything that has no other extension. When you want to, when, when you, someone wears a cloth and all the injuries and the necks and whatever are dropping, they say, ah, this cloth does not fit this man. They will say, can you go back to your tailor? But when a man wears a cloth and it fits the man, say, ah, this cloth is perfect on you. In another words, when we talk about perfect, we are talking about something that is simplified, accurate, great. So we're talking about an accurate, simplified, great love of God. I tried as much as possible to define love. Looking at it from the uh, from the worldly context and looking at it from the dictionary context and looking at it from the biblical context. And I was not able to find anything rigid. Do you know why? Because even the world themselves can't define love. Because if you don't know God, you can't define love. Like I've said, don't forget that. God is love. So if you don't know that God, you will not be able to define love. I searched through and I was able to, what is love? He said, because, he said, the first one says, love is a feeling to be loved. That's a worldly definition. He said, love is a feeling to be loved. Do you, can you make sense out of that? A feeling to be loved. Are we not still putting love in that definition? Because they do not know God. Another one says, he said, it's an affection between two people to love each other who are happily loving themselves. I was much more confused because we are having love again repeating itself in the same so I was like so what is happening and each time you are confused in the world the next place to run to is the world so I ran to the world where I know I will have savior to help me so I ran to the Bible and the Bible says 
God is love. I was not able to go to the simplified, amplified version to look at it. Okay, if you say God is love, are we now saying that God himself is love to every man? I was able to have it that that is the true thing. Thank God for the scripture, Pastor Kote, when he was, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. He loved the world. Bible did not say God loved a particular section of the world, but he said he loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son. One thing Bible does not do is to tautologize. So when Bible repeats a word, he's threatening the word for you to understand. He said he gave his only, he would have said he gave his only son. And we will have known that that's the only son God has. He said he gave his only begotten. That means there is nothing else. No one else. Just to show us how loving God is to us. God will love you. I say God will love you. I say God will love you. I don't want to stretch much of, you know, we can talk about the heroes type of love, which is the sexual, whatever type of love. We can talk about the philia, which is the friendly, the main love which God expects us to have to one another is the agape love. So we need to understand that. But I don't want to go into, that is not the main thing why we are here. Those can still be read, some, but we are here for the biblical meaning and the biblical explanation of love. The Lord bless us in Jesus' name. Like I said, uh, you, can see, uh, you can see the temple. I don't expect the temple to be a rousing one. But as you hear it, as it eats you, what did I say you do? Just swallow it. And as you swallow it, it will make impact in your life in the name of Jesus. I want us to look at two things. Two things. What are the importance of love? The importance of love. I want us to open to 1 John chapter 5, verse 3. 1 John 5, 3. 1 John 5, 3. Uh, we can use... Uh, okay, are we, are we there? 1 John 5, 3. No, we're not there yet. 1 John 5, 3. If someone is there, let's just, just read and uh, so that we can. Oh, he's there now. All right. He said, oh, he said, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandment and his commandments are not grievous. His commandments are not for us to, be, to, to start fighting. The problem is that many of us want to be commander, but we don't want to obey the commandments. We want to command everything around us, but we don't want to obey God's commandments. So the first importance is love is a commandment. Love is not a conditional thing that you must have as a Christian. It's a commandment. God has given you, as he has said, that shall not keep. We'll get to that scripture later. He said, that shall not keep. That shall not do this. That shall not do that. Also, thou shall love that. He said, if you now sum up all these things, he said, love is the principle of all the commandments. Because a man that said thou shalt not kill, a killer does not love. Don't commit adultery. And someone that commits adultery does not love. So God is saying, God, love is a commandment. He wants us to love unconditionally. Now the question I have for us in that very point is, are you lovable? Ask yourself, am I lovable? Ask yourself that question, am I lovable? As you're asking that question, begin to look at all your faults. Don't forget to begin to look at things that you know that even you yourself know that you have used to hurt some other people. The answer is that, brethren, it is not easy to love. Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. It is not easy to love. It is not easy to love. Even among the husband and the wife, there are issues that will happen once a day. You look at it and ah, is this the woman I married? And gone are the days when you are still, you know, affecting each other. You are not married yet. You say, oh, honey. Say, ah, ah, ah. You say, oh, I love you. So oh, you've said it. You say, oh, you are so beautiful. You say, oh, I know, I know, I know. Even though he knows you are not the most beautiful, but at least he has to say something. You understand? But the thing is, even when they get married into the house, you will see that things will change one way or the other. Because that love, if it does not collide with God, that love will just, that love will just be a simple love. So what am I saying? The commandment of God is that we love without any condition. It's a commandment. The Lord help us. I say the Lord help us. I said, the Lord help us. Amen. I don't expect the amen to be very loud anyway, but uh, uh, like I used to tell my people, we, uh, you don't have a choice. You will hear it uh, by the special grace of God. But you will not only hear it, it will make meaning in your life. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. Leviticus 19, 18. Talks about loving your neighbor as yourself. If you look at it, it didn't say love your neighbor under you. It said love your neighbor as yourself. If you look at it again, you will look at it as, is it all neighbors that are lovable? Is it all neighbors that are lovable? No. Is it even all friends that are lovable? Yet, the commandment is still there. You must love. Very quickly, I move. The second point is, when you love, you fulfill God's plan. Either, I'm talking about the two things, about the importance of love. When you love, you are fulfilling God's plan for your life. Because when you obey God's commandment, you are fulfilling what God wants you to do. And he that does the heart of God will see the other side of God, which is the good side of God. So each time you love, you are fulfilling God's plan, not even only for your life, but for even for your children and for your generation. It was because of the love Abraham had for God. That was why God will make it, God made Abraham what till date we are still singing about Abraham. Because God has searched his heart and he has seen that this man loves me. And he that loves God will love man. Praise the Lord. Are you Am I too fast? So, so I want you to, you know, as we go on, just, Bible is letting us understand that, look, the love for God comes first. Because you don't see God. But each time you love God, it will give you an eternal dotted line for you to love man. So you can't say you love man if you don't love God. Are you getting where I'm going? You can't love man if you don't love God. Brethren, even if you are showing love to somebody that does not know God, that love can turn the other way around. I have heard about it, uh, not I heard, it was an issue. Somebody was helping a family and they were helping a family, the, the man was doing it. The next thing, the, the man, the, 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 it was a family, the next thing the husband said was that this man wants to take over my wife. Because he, he couldn't comprehend that how can somebody be so nice to be paying my children's school fees? Do, do you get it? But the man only heard about the problem they had and he looked at it that if I can pay my own children's school and I have excess, why not? And he was able to pay. He said, hey, 
So you have been going to the man. So the man confronted the other man. They started, and the man was crying. He said, no, it's not because he hated you. It's because he doesn't know God. So if a man does not know God, he can't appreciate your love. So sometimes when you help a man and he bounces back, he bounces back and he looked at you and he, he washed you down with your love, with everything you have, and you know, ah, I will never love again. You better don't deceive yourself. It's like you are putting yourself back into stagnancy. Continue to love. Because he that does not know God will not appreciate your love. Is somebody learning something this morning? The Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. You can look that for because of our time. I will just be telling you the scriptures. You can be writing it down. Then we can be checking it up later. Romans chapter 13, verse 8 to 10. Romans chapter 8, 13, verse 8 to 10. Just two other things as we call it today, this morning. Now, we look at the importance. Now, let's look at it. What is making me not to love? You need to ask that question. There are many of us that we wake up and with the first thing we think about, we want to we want to love, we want to show love to people. But something between you just twist it again and it goes. The number one thing that is our problem is our background. Our background. And because you have a dirty background, does not mean your back must be at the ground at all times. We all have different backgrounds. Many of us grew up where our parents fight and they beat each other. And the next thing is that we, it has already been sown into the, into the heart of that young girl growing up that he, she would have noticed that any man I marry, her, if he says A, I will teach him how to say B, C, E to Z. I will show him that my father and my mother sent me to school. Ha. With what my mother, my father has gone through, hey, what my mother has gone through, ha. I will show even if the man built a house for you, you will still say, is this the only house you can build? I know you have more money to build another one. Is this the only? You will never appreciate the man because of your background. Background is a very important thing that happens that, that you know, it affects Christians. We look at the past to judge the future. We don't tend to give God a chance. He said, here I am. He said, at the entrance of your heart, what is he doing? He's knocking. God is not a God that is an arm robber. Even though he said he will come like a thief in the night. But God does not stick himself into your heart. Because he knows that if he stick himself into your heart, you will take yourself back. Listen me to the story of a brother. When we were in the university, I heard about the story. He said, ah, the brother gave his life to Christ. He raised up his hand. He gave his life to Christ during, uh, during uh, a program. And they saw him again the other day in the club. They said, ah, brother, I thought you gave your life to Christ. He said, yes, that was last week. I collected it back from God. He collected. So, he's, you know, so because he never understood what he was doing, same thing when men don't understand. So our background is a problem. We must be able to move on. Don't let your past affect your future. Background is very, very important. There are some of us that we have seen a lot of things. Men, maybe a guy left you, a girl told you, and you know, and they say, oh, he broke my heart. You know what I always tell my people is don't have a ceramic heart that a man can break. Don't have a ceramic heart because they will break it. You, because when it breaks, you start crying. <laughs> no, have a flexible heart. And a man that leaves you, I'm telling you, that means he cannot carry your glory. I used to tell my sisters, when a man says, no, I'm not interested, just tell the man, congratulations, you've just left me for another better man. Because a man that cannot marry you will not be able to woo you in the first place. Mm. 
So don't, don't get confused. So maybe you have been left out one way or the other, and you have just made up your mind that, look, ah, I will never marry this tribe. I will, so our background make us not in love. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. There are many of us, I want to stress the word, the parenting. I grew up in a family whereby, by the grace of God, I never saw my mom and my dad, maybe, you know, kids, hug, and but when I was growing up, I made up my mind. No matter, I, you know, I was fellowship at school, and live in joint campus and the like. So each time I see a man of God, they're always calling me marriage man. The only question I always have with them is, I want to know more about marriage. Because I knew my, marriage, my own marriage must change. Same, same to you. Look at the fault of your own background and begin to make it, to ask questions to make it better. Neither, not for you to just zero your mind and make it not to love. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Number two things that is making us not to love is pride. We have pride. Let's not deceive ourselves. Christianity, I have seen it in uh, among us. Pride, this is where pride lives. Christianity and pride, they are pari pasu. We don't respect one another. Even when we see one another developing, the, only, the next thing is to see how we can bring the person down. Bring the person down. If you see another person, Christianity, pride is an, and beneath where the devil is really affecting us nowadays. Because we look at it, who is he? Who, who, who is he? Where is he? We have been in this church for 20 years. We have been in this ministry for 40 years. I don't, if that is the issue, I don't think Jesus will be the number one person to save us. Because there are people that Jesus met on earth. God will have picked one of them. <laughs> God wouldn't have said he's only begotten some. But he needed somebody. That was how he sent Jesus. God will have used Peter, will have used all those that Jesus met on ground. So irrespective of where you are coming from, pride, take it out. Many of us pride on age. Age is nothing, but the page of your life is what God needs. When God does not open your page, your age is useless. Age does not qualify you, it's your page that qualifies you. Bible says Mordecai was, was hopeless. But the king, Bible says, open the book of remembrance. That means it was the page of Mordecai. When your page is open, every other thing goes down. Your page of remembrance will be open. Amen will favor you. So let, let's, let's wind away with pride. He said, God resists the proud. But he gives us grace to the humble. Pride finishes us. We look at ourselves and we, you know, we even imbibe those pride into our children. I was talking with my wife, you know, we, we came in contact with some one of two families and, you know, I, I just told, I said, look, it's not, I, I said, I don't want my family to be close to these people. Because the training was so awkward. Brethren, that why Canadian does not deliver you from poverty. Let, let's tell ourselves the truth. Oh, I don't know whether there's a tree behind your house that you are plucking dollars. You need to work for the money. Let's train our children to understand that it's not the passport that saves them. It is the God that brings forth promotion. If you have the opportunity that they have, you will have been better. 
but they have the opportunity. That means you need to train them to use the opportunity. If they don't understand the opportunity, they will misuse it, and they will only be interested in that passport. It can open doors. Why? Fine. Yeah, it can help. But if they don't have the mind, it is very difficult for them to make use of it. The Lord help us. In the name of Jesus. I said the Lord help us. In the name of Jesus. We are still going somewhere far, but I'll just cut short some things. Another thing that is making us not to love is unforgiveness. We Christianity, don't forget, I told us that this is about our life. Unforgiveness makes us not to love. Because, you see, we, when they say somebody is, is, is doesn't forgive, you look at it, ah, ah, this simple thing, there is nothing simple about it. Is what? Is the heart. Is the spirit. Unforgiveness is a spirit. So when you allow unforgiving spirit to take over you, <laughs> it finishes a man. And it doesn't just come boom one day. It starts from hunger, goes to malice. You say, oh, no, 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 we are keeping holy malice. Holy, oh, no, 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 no. It's my brother. It's my brother. When you, oh, no, 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 I will help him. I will help her. But when you, just, just, just tell the person, when, the, when he has motor accident, just call me, then I will be able to respond. Why are you waiting for when he has problem before you respond? Oh, you've not heard that before. You say, oh, when he has problem, call me, I will be there to help. Why must you wait when he has problem? We are so unforgiving. It, it graduates, and you see, anger, malice, hatred, and then you see, you now say, you now, the devil will now multiply it, and have, have, have you heard people say, oh, look at the way he talked to me. He hold me. I've never seen an half person before. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've, I've been trying to check whether there is an half person. He hey, hold me. I've never seen an half person. Are you half or do you, are you, are you, you know, it's unforgiveness. And the devil understands these little, little, little things. That's what is plucking into the lives of Christians. It will make you know you will not go and steal, you will not carry gun, you will not go and kill. He knows those are big, big ones, but you will start sowing the seed, the little, little ones, because he knows that little sins don't take you to heaven. If God has a parameter to say only big, only those that are sin big will go to hell, that will have been another thing. Sinners, that was what that is what God says. So please let us check our lives, and the Lord will help us. I say the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. I have a lot of things, but I decided to check it out because of our time. I just want to spend another seven, eight minutes as, as we round up. Now, let's go to another thing which I have here. It said, uh, I just put it there. What are the things that will make me to love? Don't forget, we've talked about the importance of love. We've talked about what is making us not to love. Now, we want to look at it. What are now the things that will make me to love? That will make me to love. What are the things I need to do to make me to love? Number one is you need to read the scriptures. When someone hurts you, go back to the scriptures. You will see places where those that Jesus has healed, those that people, God, God, Jesus has helped, they are even the ones that were attacking Jesus. You were able to know that, ah, so it's not only me. Uh, there is nothing that can happen to you that cannot be found in the scriptures. You name it, there is nothing. It's in the scriptures. And the scripture is the future where God speaks to man. Begin to look at the scripture. 
Psalm 91 verse 1 says, They that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall do what? Abide under the shadow. It is the dwellers that get the benefit. Visitors don't get the benefit. It's not they that visit the secret place of the Most It's a they that dwell. You must dwell in the scriptures. So when you do scriptures, you read scriptures, it's bet it betters your life and it makes you to love them more. Number two, because of our time, is that you need to pray for grace. Brethren, to love is not by heart, it's by grace. I'm telling you, it's by grace. You can't simply love people. We are not lovable. Don't forget, I'm not saying you, I say we. You know why? Because we ought each other same way, same how that we don't even know. Maybe why I'm preaching now, somebody is saying, maybe it's me, this man is talking to Anya. So, so, and I don't know. It's the same, it's, I'm telling you. We ought each other in the same ways that we don't know. Those that know me know me. If you ought, I will let, before you go, you will, we said, I will, you can't even, where will you go now? How will you go? You won't even go. As, whatever, as people say, oh, this man is, you, I will let you know this is what has happened. I, because I always repeat it to all, even my minister, I say, I don't want to go to hell. Because I know those are the simple things the devil can hold on. So you need to be pray, pray for grace. That God give me the grace to love. Give me the grace to love. I don't know about you. Maybe there are so many people you feel if you have extended the arms of love to, maybe they will have come to Christ. Begin to imagine the brother you left where you are supposed to help. Begin to imagine the sister you are supposed to hug. So ordinary hug can finish, a can, can help build a relationship. If somebody entering into the church, you only need somebody to say, oh, you are so beautiful today. Maybe in 10 years, she has not heard that before. But the first thing you say is that, come, come, come. Sorry, sister, we don't dress like this in our church. Oh. Ah, no, no, no. Osha, Osha, come, 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 come. Please, please, let, let. No, 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 sister, no, no. Oh, uh, is, is this man saying you, you should come to church naked? No. But when they come to church naked, our word, our heart must be able to clothe them. And that is what they will wear out. But if you send them back by the door, uh, where are they heading back to? They are heading back to the world. And don't forget, it is not only the person that commits sin that is a sinner. Even the person that made the person to commit sin is also a sinner. That is what we don't understand. We only think it's the person that commits sin is the sinner. Even you that has made the sister to run back, that has made the brother to run back, you are the sinner. They do it. In, we, we do it. Am I saying it is wrong for us to ask people not to do Oh, no. What I'm saying is let us have a way and a modest manner at which we can approach such. We need to love. We need to show love. Have you seen somebody that is, it needs help? Let's show love. Many of us show a calculated love. You know what I call calculated love? If I help this brother, I know he's going to get a job. By the time he gets a job, uh, he can help me out. I think he's applying to a particular company. I know they can pick him. He's good. So let me bless him with this. I know in two months' time, I can get something. Many of us does that. We do a lot of calculated. You are giving somebody that has 10 pairs of shoe another shoe. Whereby there's a brother that you know that has one. If you don't know, that's another case. But you know, uh, you have already recollected the reward. The Lord will help us. Is somebody hearing and gaining something this afternoon? Are you gaining something this afternoon? 
Another point that leads me to the last point is you need to give gratitude. Any man that does not give gratitude will never be able to appreciate love. You will never, no matter what, even if the person buys you whatever, you say, no, he has more, he can do more. Why? Because we don't show gratitude. We don't show gratitude. I was, there was an issue, you know, pastors, God help us. He brought it to my, to my attention and said, the, the, the man was saying that the woman doesn't show gratitude, she's this, she's that. And I asked the man, I said, does this woman, does she know what you are earning? He said, ah, pastor, my salary is my salary. I said, that is the problem. A woman that does not know what income you are earning. I mean, you just, she doesn't know. So the day you buy her, what is the latest Samsung? I don't, because me, I'm, I'm old school, sorry. S9, sorry. I don't know, because I know Samsung will know, maybe S10 is coming in one week. But they won't tell us. They already know when it's coming out. Because even if you buy, you will have booked a new Samsung for her. She will not appreciate it. You know why? Because she doesn't know what you are hearing. And each time you bless, you buy something for her, she will feel you have more to do more. I used to tell people, the day my wife wakes up and say, hey, honey, hey, I saw a house and we need to buy it tomorrow morning. What I was just saying, ah, that's a very good plan. Go and buy, go and buy, go and buy. I don't need to, why do I need to complain? Make sure you know what is there now. It's, ah, why do I, you don't, you don't fight on, I mean, it's so simple. So very simple. So we must be able to show gratitude. And now we show gratitude. You can't show gratitude to man if you don't know God. If you don't know God, you can never appreciate what a man has done for you. Gratitude is very, very, a man that does not show gratitude will always sink. He will always sink. If you appreciate where you are now, you will, be, you will show gratitude for where you have not even gotten to. John, 3, uh, verse, uh, John chapter 3 verse 27 says, A person can only receive what is given to him from heaven. It is God that can release what is given to you from So if you don't know this God, how can you receive anything? So we must learn to show gratitude. If a man does not show gratitude, he doesn't love God. You know why? Even if a man blesses you, you need to say thank you. So if you can't say thank you to the person you are seeing, how can you say thank you to the God that has made the man to bless you? Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. So it is very important as something we need to know, as something we need to do for us to love. A grateful heart will be a colorful life. A man that does not complain will always have compliance from God. Because complaining does not bring compliance. If you see complainants, they can't love. Because if you thank God for what you are say, it is a money, a money suit that I want to wear. But you are still wearing Jojo Fellini that you pick under the, under the bridge or whatever. As you are still wearing, people are still saying, oh brother, you are looking nice. But no, you are still seeing the man that is wearing Amani. You don't know the journey the man has went through because, before he can buy Amani. But yet, you just want to finish up and wear the Amani. You need to pass through some things. It's not, it's not automatic. Oh, it's not automatic. The Lord bless us. In the name of Jesus. Finally, as we round up, finally, what are the things that will make you to love? You can't love if you are a sinner. 
a sinner cannot love. It's not, it's not, there's no two, way about, no two ways about it. A sinner cannot love. If you are a sinner, you don't know Christ, how will you love? Even the love that someone will have extended to you, you will count it. You, I told you the story of a man that thought the man was trying to lure his wife. That's the way it is. If you are a sinner, you won't be able to love. They won't be able to love. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34, it's a popular scripture. It says, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is what? It's a reproach to the people. So if a man does not know Jesus, you can't love. You can't love. Shall we bow down our heads? I want you to just begin to pray to God this afternoon, this morning. I want you to pray to God this morning. I have three minutes more. I want you to pray to God this morning. I'm just beginning to tell the Lord God Almighty, Lord, help me. I want you to cry for help. Begin to cry for help. You see, I told us that it is by grace. It is by grace. It is by God's mercy, not by your own merits. It is God that giveth grace. He said, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy on. That means it's not all human beings that is qualified for God's mercy. Why not? Pray to God this morning and say, God, qualify me for your mercy. Help me to love. Change my heart. Change my heart from a stony heart. Give me a fleshy heart, O oh Lord, that your word will be able to germinate in my heart. If your sitting down is affecting you to pray, stand up. Stand up and pray to God. It's very important. You know you're sitting down. You are not calling upon this God. Why not rise up and begin to pray? Rise up and pray. Tell the Lord to help you. You need grace. You need the grace. Ask for God to help you. Ask God to help you. Say, God, Father, please give me the grace to love. Give me the grace to love. I, have, I know I have air one way or the other. Tell the Lord, Lord, give me the grace to love. Father, help me. Give me the grace to love. Another point I want you to pray about is to say, Father, forgive me for not loving as I ought to. Father, forgive me. Forgive me for not loving as I ought to. Maybe there are some people you know you should have reached out to. Come on, if you look at the church, if we show more love, the church will be more fuller. I'm telling you, we need to show this love. Why not tell God? The job is not only for pastors, it's for us, every one of us. We need to show more love. Maybe our love has been stagnant. Our love has been dwindling. We need to show, why not tell God, Lord, help me. Help me, O oh Lord. Help me, give me the grace, give me the grace to forgive, to forgive. Give me the grace and please God forgive me so that I can love them all. Give me the grace so I can love them all. I want you to open your mouth again and say, Lord, enlarge my capacity of grace to love. Enlarge my capacity of grace. Oh, maybe you don't understand that prayer. Bible says Moses had power and he shared the power among 70, and they were as if they were drunk. Only one man shared the power among 70, and they were as if they were drunk. That means his capacity was even larger than 70 people. Begin to pray and tell the Lord, Lord, enlarge my capacity. Enlarge my capacity to be able to love. In the name of Jesus. Now tell the Lord, Lord, cancel the spirit, the spirit of unforgiveness, the spirit of anger, the spirit of hatred. Lord, please cancel it in my life. Shall we rise up on our feet? Let's rise up on our feet. Let's rise up. Let's rise up on our feet. Say, Father, please cancel the spirit of unforgiveness, the spirit of envy, the spirit of hatred. Lord, please cancel it from my life. Cancel it, oh Lord. 
I know it is affecting me one way or the other. Brethren, this topic, when I, was, when I finished this yesterday, I, I, I had to spend time on myself, on myself, before I can come here today. I prayed about it myself, because <laughs> no one is exempted. He that thinketh he stand. <laughs> Let him be real, let's see for. Begin to pray and tell the Lord, Lord, help me. Cancel every spirit, the spirit of anger, spirit of hatred, unforgiveness. Lord, take it away from my life. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. I want us to take this song as we round up. Creating me a new Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I'm really right spirit within me. Oh, creating me. Creating me a new Oh, Jesus. 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 Jesus.